0: eggs tell jokes because they crack, the, crack each other up. <laughs> it's, it's harder. The room is actually empty right now. So except for uh, Will. <laughs> Will's, Will's taking care of the uh, technical stuff for me. So I, I don't trust stairs because they're always up to something. <laughs> so I'm not actually a father, so when I tell these jokes, I'm a faux pas. So, uh, um, all right, so I started a little bit late. I'm going to pray, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. So, Heavenly Father, Lord, uh, um, thank you for this day. Lord, thank you uh, for this opportunity, Lord, to preach your word. Lord, I pray that you would uh, set me aside, Lord, uh, um, deal with my stumbling lips. Because uh, um, I'm, I'm just good enough to mess all this up. So, Lord, I pray that you would uh, do the speaking. Lord, your spirit would do the teaching. And, uh, Lord, that we would be obedient to your word. You'd be obedient to your call. And uh, um, that we would, we would be sharing the gospel, Lord. We, uh, we love you, Lord. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So, uh, um, um, I don't think we do. Thanks, James. So, uh, so we had a visitor. So I should let Will to handle that. But um, so review. So uh, last week, um, Chris went over Second Timothy two three. Uh, It's thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Um, Some of the the main points of that were, uh, it's a spiritual battle. It is a battle, a spiritual one, but it's a battle. And so expect things to be hard. Don't be surprised uh, when things are difficult. Uh, Endure the hardness rather than trying to escape it. In this world, uh, we're very comfort centric. Uh, particularly here in the, in the United States. And, uh, but don't, don't try to, to escape the hardness, Uh, endure it, because you want that to make you the kind of person that's able to soldier up, that's able to keep going when things get difficult. And uh, his last, his last point was, uh, good soldiers follow orders. So uh, when the general, Uh, says go when the Lord calls and says go uh, we need to be obedient and follow the order and go so uh, one of his verses which I think is great is Psalms 34 8 oh taste and see that the Lord is good blessed is the man that trusteth in him Um, you can be oh we can be obedient you can be obedient and, uh, and you can trust the Lord. He will take care of you. And once again, I forgot that I have the clicker. I have the power. <laughs> so so uh, we are in the next verse, Second 2 Timothy 2.4. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. So um, this, this verse, so last week, Chris was getting into grammar and uh, the definition of words and how they all came together. And, and uh, as I studied this verse, uh, what I found was all these words mean pretty much just what they say. <laughs> so we won't uh, get into any tricky grammar or anything, but uh, um, we'll just uh, kind of step through this verse a little at a time so uh worth means to serve in a military campaign so it's to be a member of the military and uh going to war is a big deal um it's not something to be taken lightly you need to count the cost of um of war before you do it and uh it's one of these things where it was important enough that god gave Uh, Israel specific instructions uh, regarding who goes to war. So um, Deuteronomy 25 through 7, and the officer shall speak unto the people saying, what man is there that hath built a new house and hath dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house lest he die in battle and another dedicate it. And what man is he that hath planted a vineyard and hath not eaten, yet eaten of it? Let him also go and return unto his house, lest he die in battle, and another man eat of it. And what man is there that hath betrothed a wife and hath not taken her? Let him go and return unto his house, lest he die in battle, and another man take her. So these are all entanglements of life. These are all um, things that, uh, that we have to, to take care of, right? There are things that, that pull us away and demand our time. And uh, really the thing here is, is that it kind of sounds like, hey, you know, the person's gonna be losing out, but really if you're in battle and you're thinking about these things, if you're thinking about your house, your vineyard, a new wife, uh, you're a danger to yourself and, and to, uh, possibly to others. Um, you're more likely to die if you're thinking about these things. So uh, God said, hey, you know, if you've got these kind of things on your mind, don't go to battle. Um, the next verse talks about fear. And actually it, it reminded me of Gideon. You know, I always thought the story of Gideon where God whittles down his forces to 300. I always thought that was really, Kind of a strange thing that God did, and, and maybe something different or something special. But really, what God did was this: He's doing Deuteronomy, and He's just walking Gideon through, uh, walking Gideon through these uh, these verses. So, uh, the Lord had something to say about this. Jesus said uh, in Luke. Luke 9, 59 through 62, and he said unto another, follow me, but he said, Lord, suffer me first and go bury my father. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. That uh, that verse, let their dead let the dead bury their dead. I mean, there's a there's a whole sermon just in that verse. But uh, <clears throat> the Lord is telling us that the the mission is going to require our full focus. We don't have room uh, to think about these other things. Uh, when a person is dead, when they've when they've perished, it's too late for the gospel. We don't need to be concerned about somebody who's already gone to the grave. It's, it's hard for us to lose somebody, but we need to be focused on the people that are still alive and can still receive the gospel. Um, and we can't, we can't look back to that old life. We can't be looking back to the leaks in, uh, in Egypt, so, uh, and eternal lives are, are at stake, um, and speaking of salvation, I love The Matrix, was, that was a great movie, it's kind of old now, is it up to its 30th anniversary, I don't know, but uh, when you take the red pill, uh, that's like salvation, You it's it's an inconvenient truth, but you can't turn back from it, If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can try to deceive yourself that you're not in the battle, but you are in the battle. There's, there isn't, you can't go back and decide not to be saved to avoid the battle. Um, You're there. So um, put the bivvies on and uh, the boots and get your marching orders. So the next part of this verse, um, entangle himself with the affairs of this life. So entangle uh, means just what it sounds like. It means to entwine or to entangle. Um, One of the things we're dealing with at home right now is we've got some bushes that have vines growing up through them, these these noxious vines, and uh, those vines come up through and they'll send out these little tendrils to grab on and you can, the vine grows much faster than the, the other stuff, the stuff that we want to keep. So it comes out and you can see it and you can grab that thing and you can pull on it and you can pull it free a little, a little ways. Let me get my fingers in there. (laughs) The fish was this big. So, uh, You can pull a little bit of it out, but eventually it gets in there deep enough that you're not, you're not like pulling the vine. You're pulling the whole shrub with the vine and it's not coming out. So, um, it's, it's entangled and, uh, it's very difficult to deal with when it gets that deep. So affairs means a transaction or a negotiation. And, uh, the thing about that is, um, Negotiation is a give and take. And when uh, um, there's, there's a saying about sin that goes something like this, sin gives less than it promises and takes more than you want it to. And the same can be said of this world. You know, you're, if you're seeking pleasure in the world, um, it's going to present a cost, but it's actually going to cost you more than what it says, and it's gonna it's gonna promise to give you something, but you're gonna get less than it promises. Um, <clears throat> and some of these entanglements can actually, I mean, I've been presenting this as all entanglements are bad, but some entanglements are good things. Uh, I have a house. Um, the Lord has blessed me to have uh, enough income to. I uh, have a house, so I have a mortgage, so the money that I pay to the mortgage, I'm building equity in my house, and that's good stewardship of the money that God has given me to, uh, to, to live on. That's, that's a good thing. But if the Lord called me to a mission, to a mission field somewhere, that's hard to get rid of. I, I'd have to do some work to get the house ready to sell, and then there's a big process in selling it. Um, even, even right now, even if I am not called away the house, the house requires upkeep. I've got to mow the lawn. There's things that break. I have to fix them. These are worldly things that call my attention away from ministry. And, uh, um, those, those are entanglements that we need to be watchful for, uh, that they don't become too, too big. So uh, no one is immune to entanglements. Um, if you're in ministry and you're doing, doing well, we'll praise the Lord that you're walking in the spirit. That's great. Um, we see here with Demas. Colossians four fourteen, Luke, the beloved physician and Demas greet you. So here in Colossians, he's, he's there. He's part of the greeting in Paul's letter. Uh, Philemon. 124 Marcus Aristarchus Demas Lucas my fellow laborer so by the time of Philemon he's now he's a fellow laborer with Paul so he's there he's in the ministry he's doing the work 2nd uh, Timothy 4:10. 10 for Demas ha, has forsaken me having loved this present world and has departed into Thessalonica the man who was a fellow laborer with Paul is now he's now run off to the world so uh, even established believers need to be watchful for entanglements, and, and not get drawn away into the world. Um, so another another caution about entanglements is uh, is your fruit bearing. So uh, Luke four or Luke eight fourteen, uh, and that which fell. This is this is the parable of the sower and jesus is actually explaining the parable of the sower and this is just one of the one of the portions of that so luke 8:14 and that which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring forth no fruit to perfection now the good news for this warning is is that it doesn't say bring forth no fruit at all so Even if you get drawn away into the world, you might still have some fruit, but it won't be mature. Your your fruit is not going to get proper discipleship. And while this might be hard for you at the judgment seat, having missed opportunity, uh, it could be very hard for them uh, having received Christ and then not received discipleship. This actually... uh, this happened to my mom. She was saved when she was in her teens and uh, was not in a church that had any kind of discipleship. And so, I mean, she did she did what she knew to do, and that was just to try and live her best life. And it didn't work out very well until about a decade later, when she did actually get into a church where they were teaching the Bible. And, uh, um, and she got some discipleship and she really started following the Lord. And at that point, that's when her life changed. But, uh, life was very, very difficult as a believer without discipleship. Um, <clears throat> so the, uh, the next thing is, is that the world will steal your peace. First um, Timothy six, nine through 12, but they, that will be rich will fall into a temptation and a snare and into many foolish and hurtful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition for the love of money is the root of all evil, which some, which coveted after they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. I'm going to stop there for right now, but so, you know, so it's, it's the love of money. That's the root of evil. It's not money itself. But here's the thing is whatever pleasure in the world you're pursuing, money is just a method of exchange. And so whatever you're pursuing in the world, it's probably going to require money. And so if you're pursuing something in the world, you're, it's you're probably gonna fall into some level of love of money because that's gonna be the method for getting that that thing that you're after. So um, so I mean this is horrible. You're pierced through with many sorrows. I don't want that happening to anybody to be pierced through with sorrows. That's we we just don't wanna go there. So <clears throat> um, fortunately, we get the we get the uh, remedy right here, uh, verse eleven. But thou, o man of God, flee these things and follow after righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called and hast professed a good profess- profession before many witnesses. Just like. Um, I have a terrible time with names. (laughs) Flee these things. When you catch on to that desire for that worldly thing, you've figured it out. Just turn and burn. Flee that thing. Um, We've been talking about these verses are talking about soldiers. Fight the good fight of faith. Um, God has given you a way of escape for all these things. Take the, uh, take the escape and uh, get back to uh, ministry. <clears throat> so in the verse, uh, the next piece is please him. So, you know, all the kids in Kid Town, when they are asked a question, they don't know the answer. The answer is Jesus. <laughs> so, and that's who we're trying to please. We're trying to please. Uh, we're trying to please Jesus, our, our Lord. Um, So Sam says this uh, from time to time. uh, We can't let ourselves get over our salvation. And it is kind of, it is an easy trap. I mean, once we're saved, we don't have to worry about losing our salvation. And, And, you know, in the world was as you're going through life, when something presents itself as an issue and you deal with it, And then the next thing comes, I mean, you've, you've dealt with this thing. You don't go back and think about it, but salvation is one of those things that we need to, we need to keep in in the back of our mind and remind, remember that thing because uh, we were dead in trespasses. We were judged. Uh, We had no hope. And while we were yet enemies, Jesus paid our, paid our penalty, paid the price and bought him, bought us to him. Uh, the verse, 1, 1 Corinthians 7.23, ye are bought with a price, be ye not the servants of men, right? Jesus paid the price. We need to be his servant, not the servant of men. And, it's, and again, this is, we live in the world. It's in front of us all the time. It's difficult to, set that aside, especially when we have jobs and we have people over us. Um, but we need to remember we're, we're working for the Lord, not that uh, horrible boss. Actually, my boss is OK. He's a nice guy. He's good. So uh, um, labor, labor to obtain a good judgment seat. Um, 1 Corinthians 5, 9, and 10. Wherefore, we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. The The judgment seat is a good thing. Um, the, the non-believer does not have this option, right? They're judged already, and... Um, unless they accept Jesus Christ, they're going to a white throne judgment where uh, it's all bad. There's nothing good there. Uh, The judgment seat for us is where we get rewards. And, And these verses talk about a soldier. Soldiers don't get reward for doing what they're ordered. They get an order, they go and they do it. They don't get a pat on the back. That's what they were supposed to do, okay? The Lord is very gracious to us. Uh, He calls us and says, go do this. If we're obedient, we we can actually get reward from that. So uh, this is a good thing, and it's a good thing to work toward. So so in that, uh, that thing that we have is a ministry of reconciliation. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.4, but as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak, not as pleasing men, but pleasing God, which trieth our hearts. So we've been given a, a, a special gift, a, a treasure in earthen vessels. Um, that's a, it really is special because ordinarily, like if I pull out my wallet and start handing out my money, It's gone. My money is gone. I can't use it anymore. Other people have it. But this treasure that we have, we can give it out. And as we give it out, we don't lose it. We still have it. We get to keep our treasure and give it away too. It's awesome. Um, So we need to do this and we need to do it not to please Sam or chris or or anybody but god he's the uh he's the one who gave us the treasure to give away so uh, um I'm going to depart from the soldier analogy a bit but uh but uh, um there's another. Uh, Ambassadors are actually another uh, person or profession that they're chosen to go into a foreign land on a mission. So soldiers we send into battle, ambassadors we send into kind of a different kind of arena. But it's the same sort of thing. They go into a foreign land and uh, um, to do a work. And so I'm actually going to start with what ambassadors are not there to do. So um, ambassadors are not there to fix the country that they're in. So Ephesians six twelve, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. These are not This verse, none of these things in this verse are physical things in this world. They're spiritual. This is a spiritual battle that we're in. It's not a battle with this world. And uh, while what happened with George Floyd (coughs) is a tragedy, um, the real tragedy is when any person at all dies without Jesus Christ. Uh, They're going to an eternity of punishment, and it has nothing to do, that punishment truly is uh, blind to race, creed, these gender issues that we have today. Um, None of those things matter at that white throne judgment. Uh, Lost people are judged already we're not here to fix this world. We're not here to make it a more comfortable place, make people happy. Um, we're here for a different job. Um, Jesus said, ye have the poor always with you. We're not going to fix poverty. We, I mean, Christians have the best opportunity to do that because of our nature. It's still not going to happen. God said it's not going to happen. We need to be focused on what God did tell us to do. And that is to share the gospel with everyone. The more people know the gospel and are converted, the less of these problems we'll have. So one of the things about being an ambassador is you have diplomatic immunity. And so uh, this is a good thing. So Romans 8, 1 and 2. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. The, uh, an ambassador doesn't, doesn't have to follow the laws of the country that they're in. And we as ambassadors from the kingdom of God into this world we are not subject to the law of sin and we're not subject to the law of death and that's important Um, now while christians are the only bona fide schizophrenics because while we have that nature in us that it's free from the law of sin and death unfortunately it's encased in this rotting flesh that is still sinful and so Sin is not going to go away. Recognize that there will still be a struggle there, it will still be present, but you don't have to. God has made a way where you don't have to be a slave to that, you don't have to obey that, and that's important for the work here. Um, so our law, the law of God, says follow the laws where you're at, except where they contradict my laws. So this is, uh, um, it's an interesting thing. So we are supposed to follow the laws here, but uh, um, it gives us an opportunity to do something. And one of my favorite verses is Titus 2.14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. It's kind of a gospel in one verse. And uh, the part that I really like about it is that word peculiar, which today, if you call somebody peculiar, you're probably calling them weird. You're probably saying you're strange. But in biblical terms, what this word actually means is it means normal plus something. It means you fit in but there's something special about you, something that, that kind of puts you in a spotlight, makes people realize that while you look like one of them, there is something different. And this is, this is a key to our being an ambassador. We have to be in the world. We have to be able to talk with people But people have to know that there's something different about us, something special. Um, One of the things that ambassadors do while they're abroad is they help their countrymen. So um, Romans 12, 13, distributing to the necessity of the saints given to hospitality. So these are the marks, one of the marks of a good Christian or really two, I guess. Uh, Galatians 6.10, as we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Um, We need to be good to all men. We're trying to show them what the kingdom of God is like compared to the kingdom of this world. So we have to be good to everybody, but it's... We have to be good to each other first. It has to be enticing to be a Christian. If it's horrible to be a Christian, then why would anybody want to do it? (laughs) So, But if we take care of ourselves first, people are going to see and go, well, why are all the Christians in good shape? Why are they so happy? Why are their needs met and mine aren't? I'm going to go find out. Um And then, of course, doing good to all men. We've, we need to do that. The other thing that ambassadors do really through the kind of the consulate is uh, um, they help people in the host country immigrate to their country. So if I'm running a if I'm an ambassador and a, I have a consulate in a foreign country, if I'm in Iran or Iraq or something, and, and somebody wants to immigrate to the United States, then they, they can't come to the United States to get a visa. They have to go to the consulate there in their own country to get the application and apply for the visa and get permission to come. And so that's that too is our job is to facilitate that. We are the ones that have the application and we can help them. We can guide them through the process. And uh, something else about that is that when, when an immigrant becomes a, uh, um, a citizen of the United States, they take an oath. And that's kind of the same thing with salvation. When, you are gonna, when you're going to enter the kingdom of God, you make that profession of faith. And so it's a, uh, um, it is something special, that, and that's that ministry of reconciliation that God has given us. Uh, he's given us a job to do, but really Jesus has done all the work. So we just need to have the faith uh, that God can use us to accomplish the mission. And that is it. So, um, so I, there it is. So I, I had some questions there. Um, so, if God called you to a mission somewhere else, uh, what obstacles would you have to remove? Um, two, when you are working, uh, are you working to please the Lord? Or you're working to please your boss or yourself, uh, and then are you helping people get into the kingdom of God? And if if you need something, what do you need to do that? So um, we don't have anybody online, so there's no group there to be a group. Um, I'm going to shut this off, and we can be a group. So I'm going to pray, and uh, we'll uh, do small group. Heavenly Father, Lord. Uh, Thank you so much for this time. Uh, Lord, you are, Lord, you are the great God. You are, are all in all, and you have done all the work. You've given us uh, treasure and a ministry. and you've empowered us to do it. Lord, help us uh, to get out of your way, Lord, to, to remove ourselves from the equation to uh, remove the entanglements of this world, and uh, to be about your business, Lord. We, we would love just to see every single man, woman, and child um, in your kingdom. Uh, Lord, help us to take as many as we can, Lord. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey. Yeah.